Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel, we're trying to create a haven, a safe haven for spiritual seekers of the Absolute Truth in Srila Prabhupada's line through to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, we hope you are all well and safe and happy in all respects. Uh, the world is not going to get any better soon, um, materially. So uh, we only have one alternative. That's to advance in spiritual life to the point where we can become instruments uh, to help whoever we come in contact with in our life to at least be pointed in the direction of pure devotional service to Sri Krishna the Supreme Personality of Godhead to facilitate that uh, we've made a vow to read Srila Prabhupada's major books out loud and live stream them to as many people who can hear, who want to hear uh, and then they're uploaded to YouTube of the same channel daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books most of you who are live listeners already know all these things but there are more people I, I hear every day who are tuning in to the YouTube channel and I just want to every once in a while give a background okay so here we are um, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatana Goswami uh, five verses 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 five verses glor that glorify the Srimad Bhagavata goes like this Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drik Prada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvandudita Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro man mahadana, man nistadaka mad bhagya, 
Madhananda Namostute, my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun jagadachin mam premna rit kantayokspura. O bestower of the saint, O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we've reached <coughs> the second chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam which is setting the scene really for the rest of the Bhagavatam and we've reached chapter, uh, text 27 these are the, the divinity and divine service chapter all the basics given in the most wonderful way and Prabhupada's purports are out of this world Text 27 Those who are in the modes of passion and ignorance worship those in the same categories such as the forefathers, other living beings and the demigods in charge of cosmic activities for such worshippers are urged by a desire to be materially benefited with women, wealth, power and progeny Report. There is no need to worship demigods of whatsoever category if one is serious about going back to Godhead. In the Bhagavad Gita 7.20 and 23, it is clearly said that those who are mad after material enjoyment approach the different demigods for temporary benefits, which are meant with, for men with a poor fund of knowledge. We should never desire to increase the depth of material enjoyment. <clears throat> material enjoyment should be accepted only to up to the point of the bare necessities of life and not more or less than that. To accept more material enjoyment means to bind oneself more and more to the miseries of material existence. More wealth, more women and false aristocracy are some of the demands of the materially disposed man because he has no information of the benefit derived from Vishnu worship. By Vishnu worship one can derive benefit in this life as well as in life after death. Forgetting these principles <clears throat> Foolish people who are after more wealth, more wives, and more children worship various demigods. The aim of life 
is to end the miseries of life and not to increase them. For material enjoyment, there is no need to approach the demigods. The demigods are but servants of the Lord. As such, they are duty-bound to, to, to supply necessities of life in the form of water, light, air, and so on. One should work hard and worship the Supreme Lord by the fruits of one's hard labor for existence. And that should be the motto of life. And by the way, that sentence is in italics. And that wasn't edited. That was put there by Śrīla Prabhupāda. I'll read it again in italics. One should work hard and worship the Supreme Lord by the fruits of one's hard labor for existence. And that should be the motto of life. One should be careful to execute occupational service with faith in God in the proper way and that will lead one gradually on the progressive march back to Godhead. Lord Sri Krishna, when he was personally present at Brajadam, stopped the worship of the demigod Indra and advised the residents of Braja to worship their business and to have faith in God. Worshipping the multi-demigods for material gain is practically a perversity of religion. This sort of religious activity has been condemned in the very beginning of the Bhagavatam as Kaitava Dharma. There is only one religion in the world to be followed by one and all and that is the Bhagavad Dharma or the religion which teaches one to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead and no one else. Text 28 and 29 Vasudeva Pada Vasudeva Vasudeva Pada Yoga Vasudeva Pada Kriyaha Vasudeva Padam Vasudeva Padam Tapaha Vasudeva Pado Dharmo Vasudeva Padagati In the revealed scriptures the ultimate knowledge the, in the revealed scriptures the ultimate object of knowledge is Sri Krishna the personality of Godhead the purpose of performing sacrifice is to please him Yoga is for realizing Him. All fruitive activities are ultimately rewarded by Him only. He is supreme knowledge and all severe austerities are performed to know Him. Religion, Dharma, is rendering loving service unto Him. He is the supreme goal of life. Purport that Sri Krishna, the Personality of Godhead, is the only object of worship is confirmed in these two shlokas. In the Vedic literature, there is the same objective, establishing our relationship with Vasudeva, acting according to that relationship, and ultimately 
reviving our lost loving service unto Him. This is the sum and substance of the Vedas. In the Bhagavad Gita, the same theory is confirmed by the Lord in His own words. The ultimate purpose of the Vedas is to know Him only. All the revealed scriptures are prepared by the Lord through His incarnation in the body of Srila Vyasadeva just to remind the fallen souls conditioned by material nature of Sri Krishna, the Personality of Godhead. No demigod can award freedom from material bondage. That is the verdict of all the Vedic literatures. Impersonalists who have no information of the Personality of Godhead minimize the omnipotency of the Supreme Lord and put him on an equal footing with all other living beings. And for this act, such impersonalists get freedom from material bondage only with great difficulty. They can surrender unto Him only after many, many births in the culture of transcendental knowledge. One may argue that in the Vedic that <clears throat> one may argue that the Vedic activities are based on sacrificial ceremonies. That is true. But all such sacrifices are meant for realizing the truth about Vasudev. Another name of Vasudev is Yajna, sacrifice. And in the Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly stated that all sacrifices and all activities are to be conducted for the satisfaction of Yajna or Vishnu the Personality of Godhead. This is the case also with the yoga systems. Yoga means to get in touch with the Supreme Lord. The process, however, includes several bodily features such as asana, dhyana, pranayama and meditation and all of them are meant for concentrating upon the localized aspect of Vasudev represented as Paramatma. Paramatma realization is but partial realization of Vasudev. But if one is successful in that attempt, one realizes Vasudev in full. But by ill luck, most yogis are stranded by the powers of mysticism achieved through the bodily process. Ill-fated yogis are given a chance in the next birth by being placed in the families of good learned brahmanas or in the families of rich merchants in order to execute the unfinished task of Vasudev realization. If such fortunate brahmanas and sons of rich men properly utilize the chance, they can easily realize Vasudev by good association with saintly persons. Unfortunately, such preferred persons are captiva captivated again by material wealth and honor, and thus they practically forget the aim of life. <clears throat> this is also true for the culture of knowledge. According to the Bhagavad Gita, there are 18 items in culturing knowledge 
By such culture of knowledge, one becomes gradually prideless, devoid of vanity, nonviolent, forbearing, simple, devoted to the great spiritual master, and self-controlled. By culture of knowledge, one becomes unattached to hearth and home and becomes conscious of the miseries due to death, birth, old age, and disease. And all culture of knowledge culminates in devotional service to the Personality of Godhead, Vasudev. Therefore, Vasudev is the ultimate aim in culturing all different branches of knowledge. Culture of knowledge leading one to the transcendental plane of meeting Vasudev is real knowledge. Physical knowledge in its various branches is condemned in the Bhagavad Gita as Ajnana, or the opposite of real knowledge. The ultimate aim of physical knowledge is to satisfy the senses, which means prolongation of the term of material existence, and thereby continuance of the threefold miseries. So prolonging the miserable life of material existence is nations. But the same physical knowledge leading to the way of spiritual understanding helps one to end the miserable life of physical existence and to begin the life of spiritual existence on the plane of Vasudev. The same applies to all kinds of austerities. Tapasya means voluntarily. Tapasya means voluntary acceptance of bodily pains to achieve some higher end of life. Ravana and Hiranyakashipu underwent a severe type of bodily torture to achieve the end of sense gratification. Sometimes modern politicians also undergo severe types of austerities to achieve some political end. This is not actually tapasya. One should accept voluntary bodily convenience for the sake of knowing Vasudev, because that is the way of real austerities. Otherwise, all forms of austerities are classified as being in the modes of passion and ignorance. Passion and ignorance cannot end the miseries of life. Only the mode of goodness can mitigate the threefold miseries of life. Vasudev and Devaki, the so-called father and mother of Lord Krishna, underwent penances to get Vasudev as their son. Lord Sri Krishna is the father of all living beings. Bhagavad Gita 14.4 Therefore, he is the original living being of all other living beings. He is the original, eternal enjoyer amongst all other enjoyers. Therefore, no one can be his begetting father as the ignorant may think. Lord Sri Krishna agreed to, to become the son of Vasudev and Devaki upon being pleased with their severe austerities. Therefore, if any austerities have to be done, they must be done to achieve the end of knowledge, Vasudev. Vasudev is the original 
personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna. As explained before, the original personality of Godhead expands himself by innumerable forms. Such expansion of forms is made possible by his various energies. His energies are also multifarious and his internal energies are superior and external energies inferior in quality. They are explained in the Bhagavad Gita 7, 4 and 6 as the para and apara prakritis. So is expansions of various forms which take place via the internal energies are superior forms whereas the expansions which take place via the external energies are inferior forms. The living entities are also his expansions. The living entities who are expanded by his internal potency are eternally liberated persons whereas those who are expanded in terms of the material energies are eternally conditioned souls. Therefore, all culture of knowledge, austerities, sacrifice and activities should be aimed at changing the quality of the influence that is acting upon us. For the present, we are all being controlled by the external energy of the Lord. And just to change the quality of the influence, we must endeavor to cultivate spiritual energy. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said that those who are Mahatmas or those whose minds have been so broadened as to be engaged in the service of Lord Krishna are under the influence of the internal potency. And the effect is that such broad-minded living beings are constantly engaged in the service of the Lord without deviation. That should be the aim of life. And that is the verdict of all Vedic literatures. No one should bother himself with fruitive activities or dry speculation about transcendental knowledge. Everyone should at once engage himself in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Nor should one worship different demigods who work as different hands of the Lord for creation, maintenance, or destruction of the material world. There are innumerable powerful demigods who look over the external management there are innumerable powerful demigods who look over the external management of the material world. They are all different assisting hands of Lord Vasudev. Even Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma are included in the list of demigods. But Lord Vishnu or Vasudev is always transcendentally situated. Even though he accepts the quality of goodness in, of the material world. He is still transcendental to all the material modes. The following example will clear up that matter more explicitly. In the prison house, there are the prisoners and the managers of the prison house. Both the managers and the prisoners are bound by the laws of the king. But even though the king sometimes comes to the prison, he is not bound by the laws of the prison house. The king is therefore always transcendental to the laws of the prison house 
as the Lord is always transcendental to the laws of the material world. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 30. In the beginning of the material creation, that absolute personality of Godhead, Vasudev, in his transcendental position, created the energies of cause and effect by his own internal energy. Purport The position of the Lord is always transcendental because the causal and effectual energies required for the creation of the material world were also created by him. He is unaffected, therefore, by the qualities of the material modes. His existence, form, activities, and paraphernalia all existed before the material creation. He is all spiritual and has nothing to do with the qualities of the material world which are qualitatively distinct from the spiritual qualities of the Lord. Text 31 After creating the material substance, the Lord Vasudev expands himself and enters into it. And although he is within the material modes of nature and appears to be one of the created beings, he is always fully enlightened in his transcendental position. Purport The living entities are separated parts and parcels of the Lord and the conditioned living entities who were unfit for the spiritual kingdom are strewn within the material world to enjoy matter to the fullest extent. As Paramatma, an eternal friend of the living entities, the Lord by one of his plenary portions, accompanies the living entities to guide them in their material enjoyment and to become witness to all activities. While the living entities enjoy the material conditions, the Lord maintains his transcendental position without being affected by the material atmosphere. In the Vedic literatures, Shruti, it is said that there are two birds in one tree. One of them is eating the fruit of the tree, while the other is witnessing the actions. The witness is the Lord, and the fruit eater is the living entity. The fruit eater, living entity, has forgotten his real identity and is overwhelmed in the fruitive activities of the material conditions. But the Lord, Paramatma, is always full in transcendental knowledge. That is the difference between the super-soul and the conditioned soul. The conditioned soul, the living entity, is controlled by the laws of nature, while the paramatma, or the super-soul, is the controller of the material energy. Text 32 <clears throat> The Lord, as super-soul, pervades all things, just as fire permeates wood, 
and so he appears to be of many varieties, although he is the absolute one without a second. Purport Lord Vasudeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by one of his plenary parts, expands himself over the material world, all over the material world. And his existence can be perceived even within the atomic energy. Matter, antimatter, proton, neutron, in all these one can perceive the manifestation of the Paramatma feature of the Lord by proper spiritual culture. As from wood, fire can be manifested, or as butter can be churned out of milk, so also the presence of the Lord as Paramatma can be felt by the process of legitimate hearing and chanting of the transcendental subjects, which are especially treated in the Vedic literatures like the Upanishads and Vedanta. Srimad Bhagavatam is the bona fide explanation of these Vedic liter literatures. The Lord can be realized through the oral reception of the transcendental message and that is the only way to experience the transcendental subject. Shall I repeat that again? You wouldn't mind? Okay. The Lord can be realized through the oral reception of the transcendental message and that is the only way to experience the transcendental subject. As fire is kindled from wood by another fire, the divine consciousness of man can similarly be kindled by another divine grace. His divine grace, the spiritual master, can kindle the spiritual fire from the wood-like living entity by imparting proper spiritual messages injected through the receptive ear. Notice it doesn't say the receptive eye. Receptive ear. Therefore, one is required to approach the proper spiritual master with receptive ears only. And thus, divine existence is gradually realized. The difference between animality and humanity lies in this process only. A human being can hear properly, whereas an animal cannot. Therefore Jesus said, let those who have ears hear. Text 33. <clears throat> the Supersoul enters into the bodies of the created beings who are influenced by the modes of material nature and causes them to enjoy the effects of these modes by the subtle mind. Purport There are 8,400,000 species of living beings beginning from the highest intellectual being, Brahma, down to the insignificant ant and all of them are enjoying the material world according to the desires of the subtle mind and gross material body. The gross material body is based on the conditions of the subtle mind and the senses 
are created according to the desire of the living being. The Lord as Paramatma helps the living being to get material happiness because the living being is helpless in all respects in obtaining what he desires. He proposes and the Lord disposes. In another sense, the living beings are parts and parcels of the Lord. They are therefore one with the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita, the living beings in all varieties of bodies have been claimed by the Lord as His sons. The sufferings and enjoyments of the sons are indirectly the sufferings and enjoyments of the Father. Still, the Father is not in any way affected directly by the suffering and enjoyment of the sons. He is so kind that he constantly remains with the living being as Paramatma and always tries to convert the living being towards the real happiness. Text 34 Thus, the Lord of the universes maintains all planets inhabited by demigods, men, and lower animals. Assuming the roles of incarnations, he performs pastimes to reclaim those in the mode of pure goodness. Purport There are innumerable material universes, and in each and every universe there are innumerable planets inhabited by different grades of living entities in different modes of nature. The Lord Vishnu incarnates himself in each and every one of them and in each and every type of living society. He manifests his transcendental pastimes amongst them just to create the desire to go back to Godhead. The Lord does not change his original transcendental position, but he appears to be differently manifested according to the particular time, circumstances, and society. Sometimes he incarnates himself or empowers a suitable living being to act for him, but in either case the purpose is the same. The Lord wants the suffering living beings to go back home, back to Godhead. The happiness, with, the happiness which the living beings are hankering for is not to be found within any corner of the innumerable universes and material planets. The eternal happiness which the living being wants is obtainable in the kingdom of God. But the forgetful living beings, <clears throat> under the influence of the material modes, have no information of the kingdom of God. The Lord, therefore, comes to propagate the message of the kingdom of God either personally as an incarnation or through his bona fide representative as the good son of God. Such incarnations or sons of God are not making propaganda for going back to Godhead only within the human society. Their work is, al is also going on in all types of societies amongst demigods and those other than human beings. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the first canto, 
second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Divinity and Divine Service. All glories to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His pure devotees who are delivering this message. Shukadev Goswami, Sutta Goswami, Vyasadev, Narada, and all of the bona fide spiritual masters that follow in their lines faithfully and are teaching the laws of pure devotional service and how to follow them in this material existence. Hare Krishna. Well, that was a big chapter. Um, the basics are la laid out. The foundation for the whole Bhagavatam are laid out in these first two chapters, especially the second chapter. Okay. That brought us to 747. And I don't mean a big plane that are probably being grounded by right now. Hare Krishna. Okay, tomorrow we start with chapter 3. So anybody who has some reflections, some points that came out uh, during the reading that they particularly relate to? Hmm. Strange. First is from Rati Manjari. Rati, first out of the blocks. Great sign. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj. And Jai to your vow of reading to us day after day. Hmm. Well, I'm the one who gets all the benefits, so <coughs> don't don't glorify me too much. Hare Krishna. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Ho. All glories to His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Jai Ho. Sumaira Bukhari. Sumaira Gupari. Gopari. Sumaira Bukhari. Sumaira Bukhari. Hare Krishna. Hello, sir. What was that? Hello, sir? Yes. Hello to you too. Hare Krishna. Welcome aboard. Nice to have you hearing. We hope you're having a good time. From Bhakta Jason. Haribo Bhakta Jason. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. So nice to hear you reading Srimad Bhagavatam. And thanks for repeating the words in italics. Think nothing of it. It was a pleasure. And it was obvious. <laughs> From Bhakta Rupa. Haribo Bhakta Rupa. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for reading this evening. Really like the way Prabhupada describes the goal of knowledge, austerities and sacrifice as being for changing the quality of influence acting upon us. Yes. We are trying to be controlled by the spiritual energy as opposed to the material energy. Yes. We must be subordinate or controlled by one or the other. Yes. It's so clearly explained. Yes. 
This section of the Bhagavatam is really clearly explaining and reinforcing the importance of hearing Krishna Kata to enable us to be able to change our consciousness, which is otherwise impossible. Yes, I, I, this is a wonderful point you brought out right at the end. I was just really struck by, this, by, the, by the statement that, that hearing through the ear is the only way to get this knowledge. So in our attempt, meaning the devotees, the senior devotees of this movement's attempt to increase the, the reading of Prabhupada's books, I think this is a very important point, that the re reading and studying of Prabhupada's books shouldn't go too far into the academic approach, you know? Uh, uh, what's the word? Stressing or emphasizing too much on the information content and not as much on the application of the knowledge the examples that the personalities show us that appear in the Srimad Bhagavatam and the other revealed scriptures are to teach us how we can reform our characters and actually change our behavior from material to spiritual and ultimately then to devotional pure, pure devotional so this is extremely important and I think that all of us who are together hearing uh, should promote this as much as possible. Please, to your friends, other devotees, uh, that this point came out in the second canto, of, second chapter of the first canto of the Bhagavatam and was discussed in our daily readings as being the only way you can receive this knowledge. The only way you can receive darshan of Krishna is through the submissive oral reception of transcendental knowledge, especially the Srimad Bhagavatam. And there may be, it's not that, you know, studying uh, and learning the verses and the knowledge as much as possible, especially more and more about Krishna. Uh, that's meant to develop our faith in Krishna and eventually our love for Krishna. And that's the goal. It's not to know a lot. It's not to be argue, to be able to argue some point and become out and come out victorious. It's not about that. This knowledge is about becoming attached to Krishna through the understanding, the proper understanding that all energies and all varieties are actually being created and uh, by Him. And they're meant to be used uh, for his satisfaction. This this is beyond academic understanding. And therefore, when one comes to the point of pure devotional service, then he acts not not in imitation, but in quality. He acts as the pure devotees in the books act, and he he speaks the two the the knowledge that they speak without changing it. Therefore, he is called bona fide. Bona fide means with trust. Trusted. 
And how do we know? Because by hearing from such a person, especially Śrīla Prabhupāda in our case, and those who represent him properly, uh, we will feel, we will, we will experience for ourselves pratyakshavagamam dharmyam. We will understand and see for ourselves through realization that we're not the body, that we actually are servants, and that ultimately we are servants of Krishna. That you can't learn through academic training, Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for reading to us again and again. It is uplifting my consciousness. Hare Krishna, thank you so much. And from Goranga Gopal. Goranga Gopal. Hari Bol, I hope you did well in the marathon. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. I heard tonight that Krishna is totally transcendental, even to the energies that emanate from him. Mm. But it is also amazing how he sometimes consciously accepts for his own energy to cover him, and therefore to get a position even higher than himself. That is inconceivable. Yes, it is. I'm not exactly sure what you mean by attain, that he attains a position higher than himself. I mean, you can say that because he considers the pure devotees higher than himself, that his form of Lord Chaitanya is considered to be uh, higher than himself. <laughs> but it's still him. <laughs> he never changes, is the point. He's unchangeable. Whatever position he's in, whatever form he takes, he's still the same Supreme Personality of Godhead without a second. Hare Krishna. But still he can become the loving son, as you're pointing out, the loving son or the, or the lover or the ch loving child or the friend or the master or the supreme, you know, laudable all-pervading energy <laughs> he's all those things and more because he is the source of all those things it's not that there was a time when he didn't exist and then he expanded himself and then all those things exist he eternally exists along with all of his energies and it's the uh, transformations of those energies which creates the varieties in the spiritual and material worlds. But he is unchangeable. Hare Krishna. All glories to Sri Krishna. From Daitari Haridas. Daitari Haridas, Haribol. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you again for tonight's reading. Bhakta Rupa always beats me to the comment that I want to make. 
<laughs> and does a better job of conveying the point than me. I guess I should work harder on changing the influences acting on me so I can get out of the blocks quicker. Sadly, I'm too covered by the material energy. Oh, Krishna, hardly. Hardly. No one can speak like you do and be covered by the material energy. Hare Krishna. <coughs> it's a little transcendental competition going on. When I used to distribute airports in the uh, the books in the airports in America in the 1970s, I would, because of my nature, I was always right out there in front, and some devotees used to, you know, complain because I got to people before they got to them. <laughs> and I said, well, it's going to move a little faster there, Charlie. <laughs> Hare Krishna. But it was all in good spirit and good fun. Prabhupada even himself, what's the word, prodded us into competing with one another. And even the gopis and coward boys, they prod one another to compete one another. Who's going who's gonna to please Krishna the most? Hare Krishna. That's transcendental competition. It results in everyone increasing their Krishna consciousness and Krishna's pleasure increasing. Haribo. Ananda Murti Devi Dasi. Adibol Ananda Murti. Jai Guru Dev and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Living entity, the living entity who lives here, are the forgetful souls. But Lord Sri Krishna kindly sends here the good son as a representative of Supreme Personality of Godhead. All of those things are happening here and I am getting a great benefit from this truth. Mm. I am forgetful and fallen for a long time, but anyhow I am fortunate to in trying to have faith for your words and Srila Prabhupada's teachings. I hope I would have more faith to have more eagerness to hear about the Srimad Bhagavatam, the cream of all scriptures. Well, that's a desire that is guaranteed to get you more of the same of what you're talking about. So keep up the good work and then then the Murti. Hare Krishna. More from Rati Manjari. Hari Bo Rati. Hari Bo. Tonight came the beautiful verse about Lord Vasudev and the amazing purport by Srila Prabhupada. Yes. I am a member of a WhatsApp group in which many Prabhupada disciples read daily, read a daily excerpt of Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita. Presently we are hearing of Srila Prabhupada's humble beginnings in Butler and in New York City. And it is really heart-touching to hear of his firm determination in spite of the lack of support. People which were interviewed said that he was absorbed in his writing. Mm. I was thinking he probably wrote on the second canto of the Bhagavatam the verses which we are now hearing. No, this is the second chapter of the Bhagavatam. He wrote this in India. Second canto was written in America. So he was probably working on the second canto. And also he was working on the Bhagavad Gita because his Gita 
manuscript got stolen, so he had to write it again. What determination Prabhupada had. It was over 1,100 pages that he wrote while he was in India. Either He either lost it twice, once or twice, I can't remember which. But in any, in any case, he started it over again. He was undaunting. His determination was unbreakable to follow the orders and, and please his spiritual master. That was the secret of his success and he uh, repeated it so many times. Hare Krishna. It's the secret of success in making advancement in spiritual life. Adhimanjari comments, oh yes, of course, this is the first canto, thank you Guru Maharaj, I am happy to be defeated by you. Oh, not defeating, just corrected. From Yadutama? Yes, Yadutama. Hare Krishna Gurudev, my obeisances and glories to Prabhupada. I couldn't help but think about if you could do something for your best friend that completely blisses them out, why wouldn't you do it all the time? It is so amazing how we can simply serve Krishna's pleasure by constantly hearing and chanting about him. Because as Prabhupada writes in verse 34, quote, the Lord wants the suffering living beings to go back home, back to Godhead, unquote. Thank you so much for giving us a chance to do this every day. I know I wouldn't be able to do it without you. Hare Krishna, thank you. Thank you for that nice reflection. That's very wonderful. Bhaktarupa. He said, I may have beat Daityari in the comments, but he beat me in the marathon. <laughs> this is a mutual admiration society. I, I lived in the same house with Jainanda who was famous for this you could not praise him whenever you tried to praise him he would turn it around and praise you and after a while you just gave up because <laughs> it wasn't possible so this is a lovely uh, sweet uh, thing going on between Dajahari Das and, 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 and Bhakta Rupa we're relishing Hare Krishna you coming from Daitari Haridas? Yes. He says in Goranga Gopal beat both of us. <laughs> this is real team spirit. Everyone wants when one sees another person doing better than him, he feels good about it. It's the ob it's the op opposite of envy, in which when you do see see somebody doing better than you, you feel bad about it. And this is the proper uh mood according to the first second verse of Srimad Bhagavatam Nirmatsarana Satam the two qualities that are required to hear the Bhagavatam in such a way that one that, that Krishna becomes indelibly manifested in the heart is freedom from envy and honesty Hare Krishna Congratulations, gentlemen.
and more from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Srila Prabhupada was truly superhuman. Remembering his struggles is what gets me out on the street to try and help them mm. distribute this sorely needed wisdom to mm. others. Yes. Yes, thank you very much. Even to the end, Prabhupada was constantly reminding everyone that what pleased him the most was when he saw his books going out. And Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, when he saw one of his disciples distribute just one or two little pieces of, they were distributing pamphlets at that point, and he would be so happy and he would talk about this devotee, you know, when he was going out and passing out a few, few leaflets. So happy just to see the knowledge going out. Hare Krishna. Thank you everyone for your reflections tonight. It was an extraordinary session. Uh, these last two or three, four days, second, second chapter of the first canto with lovely reflections from all the devotees, it really elevated the atmosphere of the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. And it's headed in a very nice direction. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. Thank you very much. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. The incarnations of Krishna answering another question by the sages. See you tomorrow. Hari Bo.